a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now I'm joined by Huan Zumba, a.k.a. Mesbo Q. Morena to you. Hey, what's going on? No, not a lot, man. Just sitting uh, in my stepdaughter's bedroom in Dunedin, recording this interview <laughs> with you. How no, you going? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm in my, my home studio doing my thing as well. Um, how's lockdown? Man, I've actually loved it, bro. Like, I've had... Uh, you know, an extended opportunity to just be in my, my studio and record stuff, you know what I'm saying? Not just EP stuff, but also just online content, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been hammering Instagram with, like, covers and all this kind of stuff, and people have been enjoying it. So it's actually been quite good, been really productive. Yeah, I've been watching your covers, and, you know, are some people surprised at the things that you're covering? Like, yeah. you're looking at Incubus and, like... Exactly, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, um, the, the intent was to cover songs that people wouldn't expect and that people would usually struggle to imagine within you know the context of hip-hop um because that's kind of like my specialty you know what i'm saying like to capture the essence of music and to put it in a completely different context and i think yeah. people appreciated that yeah yeah no i appreciated it like it Sweet, was man. yeah it's some real dope stuff out there well done well done thanks bro obviously um this is your new moniker um uh, mesbo q but it's all you right i mean i worked it out straight away uh i'm not trying to say that i'm amazing at anagrams yeah. uh, <laughs> And I assume the cues for Hugh, um, yeah. but you know, it, it is is putting that old moniker away. And, and now, are we seeing a more uh, more of you? Is this is the music that you're producing and, and this EP that we're talking about, uh, a fraternity? Uh, is this you in, in a nutshell? Yeah, I think that um, the Unchained XL journey was heading towards um, something more authentic you know what i'm saying like it was it was difficult for me at the start to try and um take all the pieces of myself of which there are very many and sort of make them coalesce into something that was very coherent and nicely packaged but as i released music um i kind of slowly with every song got more and more aligned to my um to what my sound wanted to be and i think like if you pay attention to the music i've been releasing you can hear the evolutions in sound and where mm. i've been going and what have been, what's been happening in my mind I, but i think with afroternity i've definitely settled on that and it's a timely thing because yeah as as you know that my moniker has changed so it's kind of signals the i think the the start of something new for me where i'm like yeah okay this is who i am you know what i'm saying like i've actually settled on my sound now i've settled on what i'm doing and I, i'm just going forward at full speed what does fraternity represent for you? So, um, yeah, I, I guess in terms of the actual name, Afroternity, uh, it's obviously an amalgamation of Afro, African, and Eternity, and it captures the essence of Afrofuturism, which I encourage anyone to, to look up, but it's this idea of a speculative um, sort of fiction or, or future where, where Africa is, like, is liberated, and it's pictured in um, like really futuristic ways but anyway the, the the reason i chose that theme is because like my i guess my ethos as mesbaku and as unchained excel has been about sort of the african story and how it relates to me and the migrant story and and the struggles which uh, i have had but i think um this ep in particular speaks to um me sort of overcoming those struggles and stepping into a new sort of confidence and a new shine yeah yeah and of course i guess you're you're talking about your uh immigration story and the like because you know you're born in, in the uk uh yep. nigerian descent uh and then you moved to aotearoa um, right. and you, at the same time well people around your same age um 
have have come over from Africa from Rwanda to escape with the genocide and whatnot. Right. And so there's now this um, quite amazing community of of uh, African descended Kiwis making some amazing music now. So um, they're kind of incredible. So there's a lot of those. I don't know. There are a lot of people telling those stories at the moment. Yeah, no, and it seems to be. True. It's kind of hard to explain how I feel about it, but it's amazing what's going on in New Zealand right now. Um, you know, and it's amazing that you and other artists have been able to tell these stories because yeah. it's kind of it's kind of unique. In the nineties, we had the stories coming out of Polynesia uh, yeah. and, and Maoridom and, and the like, and now we're getting this young African vibe, and it's amazing. Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of people haven't really caught on to that um, and the significance of this because, like, we Africa like. Those people you're talking about, um, for example, Razor Beza, uh, hmm. Mo Muse, uh, Just Being, all that, we're, we kind of represent the first sort of generation of African creatives coming up who have the full New Zealand experience um, with the African descent. And we're, we're, there is not really a generation before us. So the story that we're telling is, is unique and foundational. And the next generation, and um, for me, I'm looking at like my daughter who was born three months ago, she's going to grow up looking at um, me and my peers and being like, okay, that's what it means to be an Afri African Kiwi. She's going to be listening to our music and be like, that's African Kiwi music. So it's going to be like, it's what we're doing is like the foundation of a new, new culture. And I think it's an incredibly special thing. And, and I'm just hoping that the more we make music, the more we make art, people will realize what's going on. Um, now, you mentioned a little bit before that musically you've changed, um, you know, and that changes to come with the name and vice versa. Uh, and there's a lot of flavor on this record. You know, there's funk, there's soul, there's trap, there's West Coast beats, and there's Afro beats, of course. Yep. Um, and the production is really rich and full. So so um, what is your sound? What does it say about you? What, are the, what is it blending? What are the pieces of the puzzle? Yeah, so I think it, it's... My sound kind of tells the story of my musical upbringing. As you say, it's rich in production. And the reason is because I grew up playing a lot of instruments. I started playing piano. I learned how to play drums and keys and bass. And then I learned how to be a vocalist. And it, it, throughout high school, I was heavily entrenched in the rock and metal scene, which a lot of people don't realize. But at the same time, when I came home from school, uh, my parents were blasting like Osadebe, uh, like African high life music, Fela Kuti. So I had, mm -hmm. I had all these crazy, what some people would say, contradictory musical influences sort of just lodging, lodging themselves in my brain. And I guess now that I've sort of um, decided to make music my career, um, every time I make music, I'm, I'm slowly unpacking these different um, these different influences and putting them together subconsciously so now i think that i've settled on my sound what you hear is the amalgamation of all these crazy different uh wide influences there's also classical in there because like when i did piano i did, did classical music so there's so much uh so much stuff and it's hard for me to put a, a genre cap on it i think it yeah. loosely you know uh falls under hip-hop but yeah like you like you say there's so much stuff going on there is and i heard a little bit of rock in there too yeah yeah that, and yeah i heard it and if you see me play live, you'll, you'll understand that part a lot more because that's where it really comes up. That's a that's kind of like I'm I'm not saying you're following a, a theme, but there is a kind of a theme in in some hip hop circles now uh, where there is rock coming out. I mean, if you look at yeah, um, I have, Wolfpack and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I have noticed that, which is which is quite cool. Um, and this is the first time I'm actually mentioning this, but I do have something special lined up for the end of this month. Um, that does draw heavily from those those influences, so I watch out for that one. Nice. Oh, good. Oh, I'm excited about that. 
a lot of collaborations on this record, some collaborations, including former Diddy Night Mo Muse. Um, yeah. Respect. Yeah, we love Mo. Uh, so who else have you got? And you, you know, you've got, got some uh, cats from England, one from Wales. Exciting. Yeah, yeah. So um, that track, now with Nintendo, know, um, the remix, um, it's a remix off the track that was off my last EP, The Margaret Mine. Um, yeah, so two of the guys that I met when I was on tour in the UK in 2018, um, Magugu and Skunkadelic, they are dope Nigerian MCs. And we, when I first conceptualized the song, I'm like, I want to just, I just want to make like a Nigerian anthem. You know what I'm saying? Like something that Nigerians can be like, yeah, this is our thing. Um, yeah. So when it came to the remix, I'm like, okay, cool. I want to, I want to, sort of maintain the essence of it but give it more of a modern kind of vibe and that's where that sound has come from and then i reached out to an mc from london who's also nigerian called jade money and i said look do you want to do this track and she's like i'd love to do a remix as long as you make the beat modern i'm like i can do that for you <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah I, I gave her i gave her the beat and she was like yeah let's do this and she sent her verse through so that's where that remix came from um so yeah it has her and then magugan skunkadella from the original and yeah, it was, it's just crazy. Um, brilliant. So, I mean, I know um, you've, you've some of these tracks uh, you've had for a while, um, but I know you're also extremely productive. So, what's next after this EP? I mean, you've just said you've, uh, you know, dur- during lockdown, you've had a lot of time to be doing a lot of stuff. So, you must be yeah. sitting on a lot of, a lot of, Man, lot of um, tracks. I, I'm sitting on some exciting tunes. Um, like I said, there's one um, that I'm especially looking forward to that is going to be. Uh, dropped sort of towards the end of this month, uh, which is a very powerful tune. Again, it's got an international collab. I won't reveal too much about it right now until a bit later. But um, yeah, I've got that track, and then I've got a couple other singles that I'm uh, that I've got ready to go. I'm just thinking about how to package this all. I know the EP format is like a popular one, and some people have been telling me, okay, maybe go for the album. But I'm also trying to think, okay, what is actually the most effective way to get this music out there? Uh, one thing that I've always thought about when it comes to albums is that you, you have this like you have 10 to 15 tracks, you drop the album, but then you maximize what two to three singles off it, and then you've got all this like collateral music. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. doesn't get the yeah. light of day. So I'm like, why not take a break from the package deal and just drop some singles? For it? So uh, it might be some singles for the rest of the year, and then we'll see. Fantastic. Mazbo Q, thank you so much for taking, taking the time out to speak to us this morning. No worries, my pleasure. Can we do it? We can do it. We shall do it. We must canonize our own faith, create our own matter, and elevate the positions of fame and honor. Black men and women who have made a distinct contribution to our racial history. Yeah. Black life, we don't need to talk about it. You better act right when you come around it. Black life, we don't need to talk about it. That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.